0: Welcome to the Sailing to Success Podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. Lindsay Phillips is the founder of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners increase customer service, run their business more effectively, and increase their profits. Prepare to be inspired and learn some practical tips and strategies you can use in your business today. And now, welcome your host and captain for this 30 minute excursion, Lindsay Phillips.
1: Hey, everyone, welcome to the Sailing to Success podcast show. My name is Lindsay Phillips, and I'm your host and captain for this 30 minute excursion. And for those of you that are new to my world and new to this podcast, I love helping other entrepreneurs and, you know, not only motivate and inspire you to achieve more, but really share some practical tips, business building strategies that you can use in your business on a day-to-day basis and grow. Um, So today I am super excited. I've been wanting to have this wonderful woman on my show for forever. So um, I'm glad she's here today. So it's Heather Ann Havenwood, and she, in case you haven't heard of her, is a serial entrepreneur and is... guarded as a top authority on digital marketing, sales coaching, and online publishing business strategies. She has been named the top 50 most, most follow women entrepreneurs for 2017 by Huffington Post, and she's been called chief sexy boss, which I totally dig, from her Amazon bestseller book, A Sexy Boss, How Female Entrepreneurship is Changing the Rulebook and Beating the Big Boys, and others call her an icon creator or a wizard behind the curtain. Heather Rand is currently um, the author of many books, including Bankruptcy to Sexy Boss and The Game of Dating and How to Play It, which is a real book for divorced men stepping into the game. She's actually got a nationally syndicated radio show, um, so she's the host of The Win, where she shares her incredible story of success and loss on the entrepreneurial journey and her happiness in a completely compelling and vulnerable way that audiences can really relate to and learn from. And she talks about achieving you know, the winner's edge from losing it all and discovering her true passion in owning her own business and serving her clients, too, by helping them really achieve their goals. So thank you so much for joining me, uh, Heather Ann.
2: Yes, thank you, Heather Ann, and very Southern, it's okay, you could have said a Heather Ann. <laughs> Sorry, Heather did I say Ann. that with a drawl by accident? <laughs> it's okay, it's okay, That's what my mom did, Heather Ann, that's when I was in trouble. I, Ann. Ann was, I was I was she was happy with me, but it was like a Heather Ann you know i was in trouble right
1: <laughs> all the tone of voice man
2: all the tone of voice mom thank you for having me i'm excited to be here so and honestly i just you know thanks for having me really you no know, kidding Lindsay. and um honestly my here my job is to add value as much as possible I can and just share my story and hopefully it'll inspire one person um to uh go after what they want
1: And that's the trick. And what really kind of got me and I mean, some of my shows I do where it's, you know, all tips and tools and stuff and some of them are more story based. So I think you can really bring a great mix because I'm really interested in hearing your story. You know, what made you write the book from bankruptcy to sexy boss? And, you know, if you had your ups and downs and losses, um, I think people really would like to hear about your story.
2: Mm, thanks for that. You know, honestly, the, all the tips and tricks you can have in the world are not going to do anything if we don't have the right mindset. Right. So, right. So, you know, honestly, my story starts, I think, and I'm just going to kind of go a little further back if you don't mind. Yeah. The world of world it, it starts with, I think a lot of women, um, today, if I can say that, that I was told I was grown up Southern girl, that my job was to go to college and, um, then, you know, get a job And then like have babies. (laughs) That was was the (laughs) career plan. And I mean, honestly, I think it was one of these, I don't think my mom meant to do that, but it was just like, that's what she was taught. So there, there we go. And I was always the rebel, like, no, I don't want to do that, you know? So I went to uh, Baylor University, and it was, I didn't finish there. I actually failed out my first semester, Woo! and I actually ended up graduating four years later at a different college, but I uh, laughed because it was the first year. I, y'all can relate to this. I don't tell oh, you. Yeah. I relate. To, I was sitting here with these girlfriends that are friends in college, and I remember going around the table, like, what are you here for, whatever, what degree? And one of the girls was like, oh, I'm here for my MRS degree, and I'm like, what's that and i had not know what that was just so y'all know what that is it means getting married mrs mrs okay that is so funny i've never heard that before you ever heard that? yeah well come to the south right so i didn't know it either and i literally was like oh what's that i never heard of it and she's like you know i mean you just get married and i'm like oh like why would you spend all this money i know like three hundred dollars per semester hour and something crazy so that was back in the 90s so you could get that was expensive um I really got that. I didn't fit there. I didn't do well there at that college. It was a very Baptist, heavy, religious, uh, this is what you're supposed to do kind of thing. And I didn't do well. I was constantly rebelling. So I actually failed out and I actually ended up going to another university. I worked my way through college. I started working for uh, Southwestern Bell Wireless as a corporate B2B outside sales rep. And I was one of the only females in the office other than the the customer support. And I was the only salesperson. that was a woman. I was 22. The average guy was 40 with kids yeah. right and it was my first experience and the only reason I got the job by the way was not because they they wanted a woman it was kind of like a bet that I would fail oh nice yeah it was awesome and I I, I won the bet because I was there for four years and I actually beat all the big boys that's why I call it beat the big boys yeah and I was number one in the country I have 10,000 reps and i had this huge success i was beating people in like new york chicago la and i was in a small town called fort worth and so they really didn't have much of a what i call um under they underestimated me yeah. right and so here i am i'm only really just going way through college i went to school at night college at night and completed and here's i never really thought this would be part of my story but here i am at the top of my gang i'm like this is what you're supposed to do right i make money for you big company and you give me a little of that and then I am loyal to you and you're loyal to me. And this is how it's supposed to go. I mean, that's what I thought that it was like. And then I get this call one day from my boss, who was the only other female in that space. And she said, uh, you know, you're number one in the country. Congratulations, but I don't think you deserve it. And then two weeks later, she fired me. Oh my God. What the hell? (laughs) Yeah. So it really threw my mindset because I thought I'm loyal to you. I make you money company or manager. And then like, you know, you're happy with me. And we had this relationship and like, I have a job. That's what I thought life was like. So as I got fired, it really threw my mindset and everyone was like, let's go get another job. And I'm like, Mm. no, you know, that was the start of like, I just know I don't want that. I'm not sure
1: what I want. I don't know. Like it's like you can't, you can only rely on yourself. Right.
2: Yeah. And I, no one said to me, Heather, you should be an entrepreneur. No, 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 one no. really says that. No <laughs> one says that. Yeah. It was more like, okay, well then go get married. And I'm like, no, not that either. And it was just, <laughs> what do you do with that? So here's what happened. This is how I, and people love this story because they can relate. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting with my girlfriend who just got married and <clears throat> she, with her, uh, her, I guess husband at the time just got married. I was in their wedding, of course, and sitting there on a Sunday and he's flipping the channel between whatever. And he stops for a minute, he goes to the kitchen and it stops on in this infomercial, Lindsay, and it's something along the lines of, you know, do you want to control your life? Do you want to own your future? <laughs> That's all I heard. I'm like, Yes! Damn Scooby. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Right. And so, so it says like you come to our seminar tomorrow at one o'clock at this hotel and I'm like, write it down. I'm trying not to, you know, have my girlfriend and her husband like see me. So I'm like, write it down. And I totally lie to her. I'm like, okay, well I'm gonna you know, go home and blah, blah blah Totally lied. Went to the seminar, one o'clock in the afternoon in Dallas, Texas, and uh, sat there and they're doing a pitch. It's like, you know, it's a it's a pitch, right? It's mm. a pitch. And at the end of it. They're like, they sold me a $3,000 seminar course, right, to teach you how to, I think it was buy and sell houses or notes or something, right? I didn't care what it was. I was like, I'm in, right? If you're going to teach me how to make, create my own business, whatever yeah. it is, I will sell widgets. I don't care. I'm in. And, But I would have three grand because I just completed college. I just yeah. completed the job. They, they quit. They fired me. Some of you are going, I don't have that. Right. And they said the magic words, which is like, totally use my woman this year. They said, but for your spouse, it's only a grand. So I nudged the guy next to me like, hey, can I be your spouse? He's like, sure. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> so he walked the back, different last names, different address, holding him I'm like, I'm his spouse. I gave him my Express card to put it on credit card debt, of course. And, uh, and they looked at me like, uh-huh wink and they let me in of course because i took my money and my uh, spouse never showed up because it's like the three you know it's a week later the three-day event i remember like registering they're like where's jason or whatever and i'm like i don't know he's sick or something i made it up (laughs) Well, here's what happened i ended up the, the people in the back of the room were like what's your deal why are you here? You know what I mean? I was young by myself. They knew I was lying my butt off. So they kept asking me these questions. I ended up working for them. I started traveling the country teaching people how to buy and sell houses and all this crazy stuff. And I, that's how I ended up in the speaking business. Right. Yeah. So, and that, and they'd said, well, you're going to be a freelancer. You're going to be your own company. We don't hire, you're not our employee. And it was like, what? What? What's th- what's it that ten ninety? That's how it all started. And then I started a consulting company out of that, and on and on it goes. So that was two thousand one. Yeah, you know, when all that went down, crazy. That's how I got started in this business.
1: That is an awesome story.
2: <laughs> it's a good story. I'm sorry I went too long, but it, it's such a great story because it's like sometimes entrepreneurship finds us yes totally it's you know not, it's not a preconceived path like it's, it's, it's not. not yeah it finds us like you're talking about how you went to an event you're like yeah this is it you know there's something that happens with an entrepreneur I don't think they come out of the womb like I'm Sarah and I'm gonna be an entrepreneur you know what I mean yeah. like it, it's a it becomes who you are like a breathing yeah, I mean, and, it's like, and it's a process. And
1: some people will yeah. go for it and some people are not. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I It's one of those few things people always say, can you, can you train a leader? Can you create a leader? I'm like, I don't know. I'm a little in the entrepreneurship too. I don't know. Yeah. Can you teach someone business, yes, but can you really teach them that that energy of being an entrepreneur, my um, mm-hmm. theory's out on that, you know? Theory's out I, I on think that. we're a weird breed where we, we are. sleep and
1: dream. I mean, my husband looks at me like, oh my God.
2: No, I'm <laughs> <I mean, laughs>
1: to, yeah. go to work again. Yes. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Um, now, here's the next question for you. Where's the whole sexy boss thing come from? I mean, yeah, so, and I'm sure yeah. you get mixed mm-hmm. responses from that. Like I am all, like I love you know women in business and strong women and decisive women like uh, it just it, yeah, i'm passionate about that but it's like some people could read that as like what you have to be sexy to be a boss like so you can read it a couple of ways
2: Now, t- first of all, i totally get it and i understand in the um I consider the porn world or whenever you say that word, it's like, woo, it goes one way. Okay. So I completely acknowledge that, but there's a story behind there and I'm really trying to re- create something new and here's why. So from between 2001 to 2007 or eight, eight or nine is by like that i was in that speaking business and it was male dominated so wow. there were many times i was at masterminds and i'd walk in and i'm at the table with this big mastermind paying ten thousand dollars or whatever and i belonged to the table i was the only female people were like oh who's assistant are you can you give me coffee
1: oh.
2: i mean it just you know that that was still still this day like that okay but i mean yeah. back then i was young i was okay looking and here I am in this business. And it was very like, Oh, do you work for? Uh, who's assistant are you? Um, Oh, you should work for me. I'm just like, I'm a business dude, whatever. But so it's, I had to constantly be fighting. I felt like I was constantly fighting. So what happened is I became very masculine, very masculine. What I dressed, I would cover my boobs. I wore turtlenecks i would flats i mean i wear gray you know you see me now you're like what no way but i was very <laughs> masculine because i i was emulating what was successful yes I was constantly trying to cover up my sexiness constantly and a friend a guy, a guy i was dating at the time goes you know heather you could be in a burlap sack and be sexy. Like, you guys, stop that, you know? And I was like, but I'm trying to, like, be serious. I want them to, like... You want to be taken seriously. Yeah, like, I want them to know I'm smart. So I, I what I call really hardcore bulldog did. that makes sense? I was... Totally. And I, I know that I was being bee be. you know what I mean, beachy? So, I... But I know how else to be, and... Yeah. I went through a turn of transformation. What happened is in back in 2005, I, I worked with a guy, he was my client. He was, a, he was a speaker and he's like, Hey, why don't we partner? So I partnered with him and he was the front of like the, the content mm-hmm. and I built his entire back end of, of his online business. So his, his landing pages, his the affiliate webinars, his seminar, all that stuff, uh, product and we went from zero to $1 million dollars in one year. Wow. We did very well because my expertise was marketing, copywriting, converting, webinars, speaking, converging that, seminars, all those pieces of the pie that he didn't have. He just had like, right. I do know how to do this thing called buy and sell houses, right? So we did very well. And then I came home one day from a marketing seminar uh, in Atlanta and everything was gone. Uh, meaning bank accounts were cleared out, merchant accounts were rerouted. Everything was gone. I literally had nothing. I mean, overnight, nothing. And I had focus on this business, only this business. I cut all my other clients out. So I was dead stopped, and I went through uh, – I was triggered into foreclosure within 30, 60 days, and then I had to be wiped out, bankruptcy, had all this debt. Oh, that's awful. Awesome. So, yeah, it really – I mean, it threw me into – W2F, what What is this? I know. well, you got screwed over the
1: first time from the that other place and then...
2: <laughs> right, right. I and then, what's this? What You know, and it really puts you in a spiritual path when you just go through that. Mm-hmm. Of What is this really about? Who am I really? Why even have a business? That corporate America thing looks really good. Yeah. How you know, about waitressing? You know, that marriage thing, <laughs> just hanging on to a guy looks really awesome too right now. Yeah. You know, I really had to have a deep seated conversation now this is not overnight this was over like three or four years okay that i had to go through the process of mm. all that and then i had to i lived on an island called marco island for a year and kind of stare to the sunset and for someone who's a a type personality like me Lindsay, just kind of staring off was yeah. challenging within itself <laughs> I,
1: it out. I couldn't do it
2: right yeah it's really and I was kind of paralyzed at the same time. Yeah. I was kind of scared to do anything because I just had this massive, for me, failure. Well,
1: mm-hmm. but you felt it as a failure versus you being like burned?
2: I felt it as a failure mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, yeah, I felt it like, why me, victim, what happened? Right. Why, did, why did I deserve this? A lot, a lot of that self-worthiness. <clears throat> uh, you know, why do people keep screwing me over? The man versus woman thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that business, by the way, is still successful to this day, right? So I built this thing and I saw how much, um, how many times, and this is just true, how many times men have businesses and behind them there's like a team of women, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It just happens all the time. And I felt undervalued. Mm -hmm. I felt like, when am I ever going to be the one? You know, just why? I don't want to do that again. There was just all these emotions to kind of move through. And what I got to like all through all that, a lot of conversations, a lot of mentoring, a lot of crying, a lot of spiritual stuff going on. And this was my transformation is that I got that couple things. One, I never given myself permission to fail. Right. And a mentor of mine said to me, Heather, you never gave yourself permission to fail. The mo- you cannot succeed in life until you give yourself full permission to, to fail. Number one and i know as a female specifically i think more so than men is that i, I just i just this is my view is that at a young age right i don't know you and my mom were like don't fail third grade can't go with your girlfriend Lindsay to fourth grade right don't fail fifth grade can't go with your friend jack to sixth grade whatever don't fail don't, <laughs> fail, don't fail don't fail don't fail don't fail and then i'm right. like oh, go fail you know and you're over there going what it's really messes with your mind especially females yeah. i think we had this for me it was like you gotta be perfect and you always gotta look good. There's all this drama around that, so <clears throat> I really had to look at that and give myself full permission to fail. That was number one. Number two, I got the bean of entrepreneurship, like a like a bean, like an energy, not a title, right. Like who you are, who I am, is an entrepreneur, and what entrepreneurs do is we create, yes, and we succeed and we fail, and we create and we succeed and we fail. It's what you do as being an entrepreneur. So even though I was sitting there in Mark Island completely broke, and I mean, like, no credit cards, no bank account because why well, have it for hundred dollars. I mean, you when you're literally at that and you discover this way of being, then it's going to be easier to go out and create the next thing because there's no pressure.
1: It's considered part of the process.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the beginning. And then in 2008, I moved to uh, Austin because I thought, okay, someone told me once, you're not a tree, you can move. It's called (laughs) U-Haul. It's a good line, right? That is a good line. Move. It's called U-Haul. Surround yourself with entrepreneurs. I tell that to a friend of mine lately. He's an actor, right? He's a one, of, I call, well, he's an actor. He's looking to go the next step, right? Always. And I said, okay, well then, you know, you're not a tree. You can move. It's called U-Haul. And he's like, what do you mean? I go, go to LA. If you want to be big on Broadway, you go to New York. If you want to be big in Hollywood, you move to where it is. It's, it's called Hollywood. It's called LA. Yeah. If you want to be in the tech world, you move to San Francisco. Totally. Right? I mean, you... You go be around. You're not going to try to go do that in Iowa, right? You're going to go where the people are of yeah. that space. And surround yourself yeah, exactly. That. Makes sense. So for me, it was entrepreneurship. I want to be an entrepreneur, step into that more, so surround myself with entrepreneurship, which is Austin, it's where I'm at. One of the reasons why I did that, plus it was kind of coming home. I'm from Texas, so it was nice mm. to come back. No taxes. <laughs> um, a couple of things. So that's what happened, and then I, that's when I wrote, started writing the book of Sexy Boss, and someone said to me once, Joe Shuckerman, who's the forward of the book, he looks at me and goes... No, you're like a sexy boss, and I said, "Well, thanks. What, what's what's that?" And he goes, "Well, first of all, you're really tapping into your femininity. You're being feminine. You're being your own energy, and that's sexy. The boss is being responsible for all areas of your life, mm. right? So the sexiness we call that in men's world charismatic. A man comes right. in, nappers like George Clooney, like who's that?" We call that da- <laughs> right? who's this? Yeah, stud seven <laughs> George Clooney. Hello, right? We we call that dapper or charismatic yeah. or sexy as a man, right? Or stud for women. If a woman walks in the room and she's like, "Damn," we call that bia, right? Or who the hell does she get? You know, all these negativities. Yeah. Or, Oh, she's so confident i can't i can't be her friend or whatever it is right and i'm like what if it was being a sexy boss as a way of being and it's owning your feminine energy and owning you are as a woman and being the boss of your life in all areas of your life and that's what sexy boss means to me Hey there yes okay <laughs> Was that that bad? Yeah. So that's the, that was the intention. And so when I tell people like who you are as a sexy boss, I really mean that on an energy level, right? It's owning who you are as a woman uh, and a man, I call them sexy boss studs and being the boss is boss of your brain, boss of your mind, boss of your mindset, your wellness, your health, your well being, your money. Like it's the boss of being the boss of your life and not giving it power away. I like that. That's the
1: intention. Like feeling like you're in control.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And being aware, you know, not giving up your power so much to other people. It's their fault. Blaming, victim, right? It's ownership. And when you own all areas of your life and not be a victim, that's when you would call be a bo- you're being a boss. Yeah. The part is that energy. You know, I stopped wearing turtlenecks. Like, you know what, guys? I got boobs. Hello. I mean, I'm not going to cover that up. No, and, even- and be yourself and feel good about yourself. Yes it's that confidence piece mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot better than saying you're confident it's like oh, okay it's like no you're a sexy boss like it's a way of energy like yeah, yeah. You can step into it and that's what that whole journey is about and that's how i wrote, why I wrote the book i wrote the book for me mm-hmm. i wrote it to share my story i wrote it as a way to say if one person reads yeah. it, then it's a success I wrote it for me, what I call my coming out party, and what I mean by that is, because remember when I was when I was in banker going through bankruptcy, I was very ashamed of that. Yeah, and I remember a friend of mine is like, one day you can write a book, and I'm pretty sure I said some nasty bad words to him in the moment like oh, no, i can't say hell no basically but a lot nastier and he's like oh no one day you'll write a book about this i'm like no one's gonna know about this you know so here i am sharing about it because the intention is to empower others to the story right
1: yeah i mean there's so many women that are i mean men too obviously but like there are a they're hiding or they're just they're playing small Mm-hmm. and they're not jumping out there. So in your book, how do you, what kind of advice do you give for beating the big boys? Because sometimes it does feel intimidating as a woman to be A, your own boss or have your own business or feel like you're playing in a man's world.
2: Well, a few things It's counterintuitive. It's one is stop trying to beat them at their game. Right. You beat the big boys with your own game. Nice. And that sounds counterintuitive, but I go back to when I was at in Southwestern Bell at the corporate America. The reason why I was number one in the country really was because I kind of didn't, I was young, so I know I was doing. You got to look back, right? But I was doing what I call the close, you know, close your ears and go la, 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 la. Like I wasn't listening <laughs> to anybody. La, 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 la. And I was just focused on my numbers. Like, just go, keep going. Yeah. So I didn't look at what other people were doing. Right. And I just was like going balls to the wall with my stuff. And then I just kind of looked up one day. I'm like, why are people staring at me? You know, and what? Oh, look at those numbers. Wow. I'm, I, am I, Is that good? Did I do well? You know, and they're over there like, uh, <laughs>
1: That's you awesome. killed
2: it. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, what? Now, here's why they were mad at me. People always ask, like, that makes no sense to me. Here's why they were mad at me. <clears throat> I built my first funnel it was like 1998 or 99 and I'm over there working like four hours a day and I built this funnel, no kidding, through a fax machine and I built this like site and an email program so that all people had to do was like send me orders and I would come in every day and I'd have a stack of faxes and they were all orders and so I just fulfill the orders and then go home. (laughs) That is nuts. (laughs) And then they were really pissed. They were like, what are you doing? I'm like, and I didn't call it a funnel. I'm like, I just made it so it's easier for them to give me money. <laughs> they were like, it's really a marketing funnel. It's a direct response marketing funnel using email and fax in 1999. But I mean, that's why I was fired. They were mad because I was only working four hours a day. Yeah.
1: But you, right. you weren't playing by the rules. You weren't right. your own rules. Right. Like I was smart inventive.
2: And it worked, and they're probably like, "Why didn't I think of that?" <laughs> right. That's where they're angry, right? So they fired me. But uh, women are smart. We're very smart, and exactly. I think what happens yeah. is we give up our ideas over to men. Yes. And we think, look, 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 look at this amazing. And they go, "Oh, it's not going to work." Versus just like, I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to do it. Exactly. And then you're going to be like, "Oh, what are you doing over there?" You know what I mean? That if if women just took that on. Yeah things would change. That is so true. Right. And, but it's challenging for It's counterintuitive for women. Like for me, the, this is a great example of counterintuitive. So with podcasting, um, I, I have, you know, I work with interview connections, as you know, mm-hmm. but I also, I've been on over 200 podcasts at this, at this point, a year and a half in, totally. and those are not all interview connections. It's a combination. Most of those are from me going out there and asking people to, uh, have me on their show. And women would be like, "What? Here's why. We are taught at a young age, don't invite yourself to the party. Yeah, uninvited. Don't invite yourself to the party. Okay. And here I am going. Hey, Lindsay, can you invite me to your party? I'm like, I'm knocking on your door like, what's up, Lindsay? You don't know me, but I want to be coming to your party. And you're like, oh, come on in. You know what I mean? That's very counterintuitive. Men yeah. can show up with a six-pack of beer and like a hot chick, They're like, come on in. They don't even know if they're invited. Who cares? They're there with like a hot chick as a beer. Like, whatever. They don't think about, oh, I need to be invited to show up. Yeah. They just show up women feel like oh you gotta bite me they wait for the formal
1: invitation right and you can't do that they're on the sidelines and hope something happens
2: (laughs) yes yeah you've got to like oh here I am I'm gonna add value to you and your listeners and I want to be invited here's you're gonna party I got a party let's party together you know it's a very counterintuitive for women to do that that's just one thing but it's a, a it's a better intuitive
1: But I mean, sometimes all the focus is on you and you don't necessarily think about the other person. Like for me, when you reached out, I'm like, yeah, like I've been meaning to invite you for like forever and just haven't got around to it. So like for me, I was thrilled. It's not like I ever thought of like,
2: you know, who are you to to ask me? Yeah, you're right. Most people say that to me like, Oh my God, of course, come on in. But the the over the women like men and women like oh I don't want to I don't want to bite myself I'm just I'm just gonna stand over here on the sideline yeah. and, just, and be like a cheerleader until they notice me and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that yeah. you got to like walk on the field and go hey I'm here you know get me on the field you know because that's the only way people yeah. notice it because people are busy I mean it's not personal yeah, yeah. Uh, as long as you're adding value my job is to add value right one hundred percent add value like that's why it's my job it's what I'm here to do to add value to you and your listeners all right so but it's the counterintuitive piece of being the big boys that if women just tapped into who they really are um and allow themselves to expand a little bit and not ask permission on their ideas I think yeah. things shift and
1: I think too part of that Heather Ann is um knowing your value well, I think I think a lot of women don't um they underestimate themselves and they don't value themselves so they don't invite themselves to the party so to speak because of that
2: no mm, oh, yeah <laughs> i mean i know about, i know about you but in college i, I mean, my mom would scold me if i showed up at a party or event or anything well you invited you know <laughs> no i just showed up <gasps> Why would you do that you know so it's it's counterintuitive it's just counterintuitive yeah. a lot of businesses a lot of business today is very counterintuitive think really men are beating women. I just think they're louder. Yeah, that's a good point. They're really just louder. They um and they underestimate themselves. And I was at an event last weekend last week that really hit me um hard with this one woman i'll share it it's an event called i'm empowered woman that just got launched and i was the first member to sign up because i'm like of course i'm gonna empower i'm gonna support you and they're going around the room and they're like hanging over the mic to people like why are you here whatever and this one woman showed up stood up don't know her name can't acknowledge her at all because i can't even see her face don't know her name at all but she said i've been an accountant for x amount of years i've done like 320 companies I've represented over the last 20 years and uh five percent of those businesses that I represented they're all small businesses five percent of those are owned by a woman that stops today and I was like whoa whoa like five percent and then she said "And every single one of those businesses that were successful that were that were run by a man every single one of them had a team of women behind him interesting and she's like that stops today and i was like gosh she's so right i we all around i looked around there's some women they were all like smiling like of course we all know that hello we all know who runs the business but it's just that when are we gonna say no more when are we gonna say i'm the ceo we don't really need you move over when you know we're fine running ourselves we don't really need that permission and this is not a slam on men Mm -hmm. it's just that it's just time that we step up into that role yeah i agree it's not a slam on men Mm -mm. Um, it's stepping up into that role yeah so i think it's just time i love that now for
1: those of people that are struggling with that mindset what kind of advice would you give
2: to step into that role <clears throat> mm. here's where i would go with that there is a um a quote that i'm gonna give to you it's it's really a life lesson it's something to live by okay that i uh, was shared this advice at the depths of my bankruptcy just to give you an idea like Ooh. i had Luckily, I had my car paid off, Woo-hoo. so I had no car payment, and I had a cell phone that was my only bill, and I didn't have a credit card, I didn't have a bank state, bank account, I had nothing, so I went to go see a friend of mine on the east side of Florida, and luckily, he gave me 20 bucks to get home, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and he paid for dinner, even better, so that's how bad it was, and we went to dinner, and he said to me, I want you to take this question and literally live by it, and I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And he said, here's a question. Does this feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity? And I'm sitting there going, what are you talking about? He's like, look, start literally asking yourself that question before everything you do anything. I mean, you know, eat the chocolate or talk to someone about about an opportunity or take a job or whatever. Like really ask yourself that question. Does this feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity? There's a lot of brilliance in that question. The first thing is at that time in my life, I was swirling whenever there's a upset in our life, we swirl. We just kinda spin. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Emotionally and mentally. We're not making a lot of good decisions. We're just kind of spinning. And so yeah. Yeah. We it helped me stop spinning. And then I got really intentional on every little thing I did. Does this be my vision strength my clarity? And I would see in the moment you notice you could hear it in your voice little voice in your head. And your being will tell you, right? Is this relationship that I'm about to go on this date with? It doesn't be my my clarity, you know. <laughs> about to marry this guy. Is that gonna I mean, you know, he goes everywhere. Yeah. So, and even on this podcast, you know, being on the show, does it strengthen my clarity or cause confusion? Hopefully it strengthens clarity for me, for you, for listeners. Right? That's the intention. Now, why is that so important? When we are grounded, when we're clear, we have power. When we have power, we can make decisions. Yeah. When we make positive decisions, that's when we can make money. So that goes back to your question of what, you know, what I suggest for anyone in the mindset is starting to get what I call grounded and clear. And the clarity might be really small. Like I'm not going to eat the chocolate right now. Okay, great. You're clear. You know, it starts there. So it's really simple. I'm not going to go on that, that go out with that person. That person doesn't really make me feel good. Okay you know, really small steps before you do big ones. Like before I go with a project or, or hire somebody, mm-hmm. like, is it going to feed my confusion, strengthen my clarity and their clarity. I make sure it's on both sides, right? Cause if there's any confusion, confusion causes upset, upset causes bad decisions. Right. You know? So it's owning your power. That's what I would say to that.
1: That's awesome. That's really good advice. Thank you. I'm sure it takes habit, like, to do it, if, you know what I mean, enough that it becomes ingrained in you.
2: Yeah, I mean, I have it sitting here in front of me every day. Oh, do you? So, yeah, I'm staring at it. <laughs> yeah, literally on the same piece of paper from, like, 2008. Right, awesome. at, at dinner, I'm like, okay, can I write that down? Um, because it, I was spinning, I, and everyone's giving you advice, you know, and everyone's telling you, you need to do this. And I'm just over there like, Uh, fearful and panic yeah paralyzed how do you create from there how do you move you can't you can't you can't so it it really is something to take on you just ask yourself that question over the next five days and see how your life shifts I'll do that I like that question take it
1: Cause yeah, it's easy, especially for entrepreneurs to feel like it's spinning and there's so many options, and yeah. you know you're fearful of making the wrong decision and you know screwing things up for yourself because it does affect your life and your you know your finances and, and all that good stuff. Um, and I love your advice too on accepting failure. That failure is mm-hmm. you know there are going to be failures along the journey, and, and it's okay, and it makes you stronger, and it makes you make different decisions, and your path goes a different way. Um, I, I think we're, uh, as women too, we're always focused on being perfect.
2: Mm-hmm. Way more than men. Men don't care. We, you know, men play with GI Joes, right? <laughs> <laughs> we play with Barbies. Come on. You know, so <laughs> GI Joes are like in the dirt. Barbies are like yeah. perfect.
1: perfect. So
2: it's so horrible. I, I'm so anti-Barbie because of that. Anyway, but I mean, as far as um, the failure, I'll just give you, add one piece to that. Mm. The, the, fr- the When my friend's telling me this, a mentor, you know, he's sitting on the couch, we're having this like coaching session and I'm like in tears, you know, I'm like, oh, my life is over. And he said, I want you to take a piece of paper. He gave me a pen and he's like, I want you to just literally write as I write, as I write, as I say. I was like, I, Heather, and I'm like, writing, give myself full permission and license to fail. I mean, I could, I could barely write it. I'm like, whoop. I'm like totally just tears right just falling and he's like i just want you to get how much you just you literally i want you to give yourself permission and license to fail now when you're in the middle of failure and you feel like a failure and Mm -hmm. someone's saying give yourself permission to fail you're like i don't need to i've already done it you know so (laughs) it's a weird it's getting counterintuitive but i i got it i get it now at a core level of like I do give myself permission to fail, but I also give myself permission to succeed at the same level, you know? And when you see people who succeed really big, Mm -hmm. you always hear, if you really listen to them, a a big failure that happened before or, you know, somewhere along the way, maybe not initially before, but it's at that level of the risk of failure is, is the risk of success. Yeah. And they just it's energy it's a it's a universal law. It's not personal, it's mm-hmm. a universal law. So once you get that, it really opens up the world to you and yeah. your and
1: it It's funny, Heather, because I think uh, I was meant to interview you today because Mm -hmm. last week I was a bloody wreck and I was feeling like on that edge of failure and I was freaking out and too overwhelmed with work and this, that and the other. And it's like I was so paralyzed by fear of disappointing someone or failing Um, So thank you for that story because it it hit home for me. That's for
2: sure. (laughs) Yeah, welcome. You're welcome. It's true though, but it's, it's, it's uh, what I don't want people to hear is like, you know, give yourself, let yourself off the hook. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, It is letting yourself off the hook. It's both. It's like allowing yourself to not be perfect Mm. and, and it's, God, I can't tell you looking back. It's like, oh, my God, it's so much easier. Life is so much easier when you give yourself permission to fail. Because then you start doing stupid shit. You know, you, like, create something. You're like, oh, <laughs> I didn't think that, that works would work. Worse. If it doesn't, it, it doesn't. Yeah, well, you, you'll do stupid stuff, and you're like, oh, that worked. Look at that. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Or, you know, I mean, I have a podcast out there that's what I call in the Graveyard iTunes. It's somewhere in the, <laughs> the deep of depths of, of iTunes. It's called Sexy Show. I, I launched it and I put five episodes out all at the same time. And then I just waited like, okay, that's it. Right. Well, what do I do? (laughs) (laughs) And it just sat there like, okay, you know, and that was a big failure. So that's okay. That's all right. I just launched one, six months ago and I'm, it's doing awesome. Right.
1: But I find like you can be paralyzed by fear yeah, and then you're not doing anything. So, right, feeling is better than not doing
2: anything else. You know, for me, I'm going through it, through it right now, myself, I'm constantly. Not right now, I have this failure, have this total fear of failure around the around video. Really? Because, oh, yeah, totally. Because, <clears throat> to be honest, I had this conversation yesterday with my, my coach, so I'm just telling you, is that <clears throat> I have it, there's a lot of, you know, women out there doing videos, and they're mm-hmm. like, they look, excuse my language, effing perfect. And I'm like, look, I, I ain't going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't gonna get. I'm not gonna go to the hairdresser. I'm not gonna do like five thousand hours of like makeup. Yeah, studio
1: and the whole nine yards. I'm not
2: doing it. I'm not doing it because I tried it. If you go on my YouTube. You can see I did like I did like six or seven videos like that. Um, yeah, are they' awesome, but it was such a pain in the booty, yeah. and it was so not me. Yeah um you know i have a coach right now telling me like you seem to be you using the camera and be wearing whatever you know what you wear every day and i'm like oh no 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 <laughs> oh. people can't no. see that i'm not gorgeous and perfect every day exactly exactly You're like no that's part of it and i'm like no so oh, I, I know, know this myself you know and so he's pushing me right now so i'm sure you'll find me later because where i go in my head like my makeup
1: Eyes, I don't like.
2: Oh, that have you seen my videos it looks like hell on wheels no, it's but i'm well, like
1: i have to get over it i'm just like yeah, i just I, I envision what jim says to me he's like suck it up girl <laughs>
2: yeah you know but it's a woman thing because yeah, i mean girl. last week i was on a podcast right and i we're getting all together and he goes by the way it's a video and i'm and i literally was like what no <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you have to tell me these things. Oh, I know. And he's like, what? I'm like, you're a dude. God damn. And so I'm like, I'm like, just a second. So I have to like run off to the bathroom. And he's like, what'd you do? I'm like, I am a female. This video. You cannot do that to me. No, you can't. That's not yeah. cool. So anyway, he's like, whatever. Meanwhile, the guy like just rolled out of bed. I know. Right? So I it's mean. not fair. But at the same time, I mean, I, I just that, something like that, that's my fear. I'm just being yeah. honest. Okay.
1: No, that's good. I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> yeah, I have the cool. same fear myself. <laughs> But I do it anyways.
2: Yeah. Well, you're better than me on that. I'm I'm
1: moving through it. I'm moving through it. I know. I have a client that's like that too. And she's like perfect and gorgeous. And I'm like, would you do your damn videos? (laughs) I keep hugging her. I'm like, do a video. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like she can get up on stage and speak and, I'm like, I don't understand that fear when okay. it's like,
2: <laughs> I yeah, I totally get it. So thank you. Thank you for letting me share.
1: Yes. And yeah, go do some videos, girl.
2: <laughs> I am. I
1: am. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So how can people find out, um, how you can help them and, um, and dive into your awesome content?
2: Yeah. So if you're, <clears throat> so a couple things, um, Interested in working with me, go to heatherhavenwood.com and the upper right-hand corner it says work with Heather. love to get in a call with you and see if there's um, a fit. If not, um, you, I'd love to give you three free chapters of my audiobook of Sexy Boss. You can only find it audible. So I give away three free chapters and there's two ways you can do that. You can go to www.sexybossinc.com okay. or you can text the word sexy to 72,000. So that's text the word sexy to seven, two, zero, zero, zero. And then it'll give you three free chapters on your, on your phone while you're working out. You can listen to me talk about sexy boss. So there's three ways. And then you're welcome to check me out on heatherhavenwood.com, Twitter slash Twitter slash Facebook slash TV slash Amazon. Those are all my links. You can just slash, slash, slash. They're all there.
1: (laughs) Perfect. Um, what a great conversation! Thank you so much for uh, for coming on my show. You are a hoot, and you have some great insight—that's for sure.
2: Thank you, thank you. You're a sexy boss, Lindsay.
1: Thanks, girl. <laughs> Awesome. So that is it today, folks, for uh, this episode of Sailing to Success podcast. Um, Please go to lindsayphillips.com to listen to this and my other episodes, my videos, and blogs. And of course, if you need help growing your business and implementing your own podcast videos and blogs, you can, of course, go to ssonlinesupport.com. So until next time, folks, I, of course, wish you a productive and profitable week. And may the winds always be at your back.
0: You've been listening to the Sailing to Success Podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. To make sure you don't miss a single profit-boosting show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and www.sailingtosuccesspodcast.com. To learn more about how Lindsay and her team can help you increase customer service, run your business more effectively, and increase your profits, go to www.ssonlinesupport.com. That's www.ssonlinesupport.com. Now go and implement what you've learned and come back next week for more Sailing to Success podcasts.